Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, which now has a name. What is it, Will? Hey, we're talking here. <laughs> he sounds just Italian. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's supposed to sound like he's from New York, but there you go. Well, um, hey, 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 we're talking here. <laughs> Jesus. It's like a, the Sopranos, isn't it? Yeah, yeah okay, if you say so. <laughs> um, today we've got quite a few movies to talk about. It might be quite long, but um, we've got three movies to talk about, and Will's got some gaming news. So if you want to skip some parts, that's fine. Um, we won't hold it against you, but just to warn you, it might be kind of long because we've got a few reviews to do. Um, but I'm really excited to do this today because I enjoyed it last time. So. Yeah, it was fun. And we also have a microphone now, so that's fun. Um, and we're doing it in your room, so... <laughs> we're do- <laughs> oh, in- well, innuendo, sorry. Um, but yeah, we're, we're recording in Will's room today, not mine, so hopefully you won't hear the loud clock in the background that I had last time. So that should be good. Okay, let's get started. So the first one we talked about today was um, Isle of Dogs, where Sanderson's new um, stop-motion film um, is actually the longest stop-motion film of all time at the moment. I think it beat Coraline by about two minutes, um, and we both went to see this this week, didn't we? We did. Um, I also went to the exhibition with all the um, puppets and stuff. That was really, really cool. They had like so, so many of them there, and they were really detailed, and they looked really great. Um, so that was amazing. Um, and we're just talking about um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, aren't we? Because that was his other animated film that he did. The weirdest film. It's I really, really didn't like it. They look really creepy. I like the film, but um, the puppets look really creepy. Also, it's really interesting that, like, I was telling someone about this the other day, that um, one of the animators was having a go with Anson because he didn't really seem to direct the movie that much. He actually directed the movie from his, like, flat. He just did it, like, on webcam. Was that Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah. Um, oh. So he was, like, saying, basically, that... I can't remember, he must have been one of the animators saying that um, he should have been given a credit because um, Wes Anthem was never really there on set and he, Ooh, he directed drama. a lot of movie himself. So it was a bit of a, you know, um, you know who's the guy who did Citizen Kane? I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Everyone's awesome. name. Yes. So do you remember, like, there was that whole situation with, like, the writer or something and um, there was always like, a whole thing about who should have got credit for directing the movie or something. Um, yeah. There was just a whole. So it was like that all over again. Anyway, <laughs> what did you think of the movie? Well, I thought it was really, really nice. I actually went to see it with my um, my auntie, mm. and she really enjoyed it because she loves dogs. My and... my dad didn't enjoy it. I don't think ah. he said, he came out. He was like, I nearly fell asleep. And I'm like, we both I agreed think... it was a bit too long. Like yeah. it, it kind of had about five different endings. Yeah. It went on about twenty minutes too long. But I mean, you could say that about any film. Yeah, really. I actually um, there wasn't many people in the cinema I went to. But to be no, fair, it, it was Easter weekend, so I was like, it was Easter Sunday. But um, like three people walked out and didn't come back. Really? And I was like, surprised. I couldn't. I don't have any. I haven't even done that before. Like no, I could have I, I done it with Suicide awkward. Squad, but <laughs> just yeah. Um, I've never I've never actually hated a movie that much. I don't think. I, I don't understand. I want like, to get my want... money's worth. Yeah. I'm going to stay here I mean, principle. Look, weirdly, the, the, the ticket was only £6. I don't know why, but still, even then, I'm just like, I can't walk out. I need to know how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's terrible. I can't just, can't just look that shit up on Wikipedia. I need I need like a legit reason to hate it. I have to go the whole way through, you know. Um, But I, I thought what was really interesting was how, in the film, the Japanese-speaking characters aren't subtitled. Um, yeah. They only... You only know what they're saying when they have a character who's an interpreter on there. Um, so it's like you're in the position of the dogs. Um, but it also feels like... I hope they have like an extra on the DVD, maybe, where you can have the subtitles. Because it feels like you're missing out a little bit. Yeah, it was an odd choice. It was, it was, I, I respect the choice, and I think it's cool, but I also want like to know what they're saying, because I feel like... <laughs> is, there an, is there like an inside joke I'm missing out on? Like, <laughs> I want to know. Like I want to experience all of the film. Um, even the, the bits that... 
you, you can kind of get the gist of what they're saying, but it's like, I want to know. I want to know. There's too much mystery. Um, <clears throat> also, I really love the music in the film. They had, like, the drums in that. and it was, Yeah, that was cool. They had that playing throughout the whole exhibition. It was just, like, head bopping. Ah. It, was, like, <laughs> it was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Also, they had like great voice actors. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Can he do point. like? Can he do like an audio book or something? Because I just fall asleep to his voice. He's, he's so like chill. I don't know. Yeah, the acting was superb in the film. I've got to say, even like yeah. um, the Japanese people, even if you couldn't really understand what they were yeah, saying, that kid. Not that it was their fault. But <laughs> the kid was really good. Really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, it was all good choices mm. all around. He accompanied um, the um, animation superbly well, which was yeah. Really beautiful. Oh my god! <laughs> just it must have been. It's just so painstaking. Like, can you imagine having to just be inside for that long and having to? Yeah. Oh, so good though. Like, just even just going to see the exhibition was like blew my mind because it was like people have had to stand there and just move every look. Like messing up once, you have to do it all over again. That's just insane. I do think that um, animation, in particular stop motion, does not get the respect it deserves. No. I mean, considering. Boss Baby was at the Oscars. I cannot believe it's that. completely and ridiculous. Lego Batman didn't get nominated. Ugh. Shame. I know me. the Oscars are stupid and like it doesn't matter, but it's just like, can we at least get recognition for the stuff that is really good? I mean, Boss Baby. Ugh. I haven't even seen that. I can't really say much, but other than that, like I just from the trailer, I'm sure I'm, I can guarantee that Lego Batman is better. <laughs> it made me cry so much that movie. <laughs> it was too heartfelt, you know. I was just like, it's too much. Also, have you, have you seen Cooper and the Two Strings? I haven't. So, like, no one really liked the story too much. I think the thing with these films is, like, you don't focus so much on the story because you, you see all the work that's gone into it, like, visually, that you're just like, I don't even care. Like, yeah. you, they have a bit at the end of that film where they show, like, all the work that's gone into this one scene with, like, the big skeleton thing. It was, like, the best scene. And they it was huge. It was a huge model. And, like... It's just, they had like loads of people working, it was just so cool. I don't know, I was just nerding out about it a lot. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> I do think the only downside with this film for me is I did really enjoy it, but it kind of, it felt, even though it was constructed beautifully, you could tell that you were watching a movie Yeah. a little bit, like you didn't really get, it was entertaining and I enjoyed mm. it, but you didn't really get immersed in it. Yeah. Like some stop motion animations like Ard Ardman. Yeah. animations you know Wallace and Gromit is obviously animation yeah. but you get immersed in it but this was very much yeah. oh this is beautifully constructed yeah I guess Wallace obviously is one of those like directors where you watch his films and it's like you can you kind of watch it as a as kind a of film student sort of I guess like yeah. you kind of that's sort of ingrained in you and you watch his films and you're like because obviously you look at his films a lot and like you know when you do film and stuff so it's like you just automatically go to like <laughs> analyzing everything and you obviously see so many of his like you see all the same things in his films the things he does just all in the same even like films are completely different like this and then you got like the grand budapest hotel or something and and they're just completely different but you can tell it's made by him yeah and you just kind of so. go into that mode of like analyzing it as a wes like, anderson this is very film. wes anderson yeah it is <laughs> he's very unique mm. um it's really good though. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Mm. Um, but I don't think we can review it without talking about the little controversy around it. Really? What's the um, oh, it was a couple of people on Twitter and stuff were mm. saying, "Oh, it's a it's a good film, but you know, it's cultural appropriation." And I actually mm. thought 
it did a really good job. Like I can't yeah. say because I'm I'm not you know from that culture, but you know I can't like put my hands up and say, oh, this is like a really good representation because I don't know anything. But I thought it was, it seemed quite respectful in what it did. And I think it was very respectful, especially in how they didn't even translate the Japanese. It's like they kept it as pure as possible. Um, in that culture, I thought it was really good. I, I think there was, was there was there were certain um, problems. It was a bit problematic to use mm. my favorite word because um, <laughs> it had certain stereotypes. <laughs> Damn straight, yeah. it had certain stereotypes which were mm. a bit like mm. okay. There was one which was hilarious, and I don't even care. That can stay in the movie. <laughs> well, I think Chloe knows which one. It's the hacker one. Hacker. Oh yeah, when he yeah. just turns around and gives the look, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, this is actually kind of bad, but I love this so much. So there are certain problems, and like you know, the mean Japanese mayor. Yeah. There are certain problems with it, but I think it was very, for the whole, for the most part, respectful of the yeah. sort of you know. It the seems, culture. Yeah, it seemed to like know what it was talking about, I guess, for the most part. I mean, I can't really say too much, but yeah. it seemed like it, it just really, um, yeah, it just it was really centered around the culture. I, I mean, I can see where people would be coming from. Yeah. I don't think it was perfect. It's not a saying. Yeah. I mean, there is but, no way it could be, I don't yeah. think, unless but, it was made by someone who is like from the culture, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's no right way you can do it, I don't think. But no. I think it did like maybe the best that you could. I, I mean, so. I'm not going to defend it or anything, but <laughs> um, yeah, I would really, really recommend the film. It's a good. How long is it? Like two hours? Um, I or think I, it's I'm... about an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, I think I want to look it up, but um, I think maybe it's less for sort of. I don't know. I'd say it's more of an artsy film, almost. Yeah. Like it's maybe not going to be for everyone. But everyone who appreciates, like, Wes Anderson's film, I think everyone would probably love it like that. I think, I think, well, the story's so, I mean, you can take it as analogies or yeah. whatever, the blooming heck. But at, at the end of the day, when my auntie saw it, she was just like, oh, this is a nice film about a, a boy trying to find his yeah. dog. Oh, it's so sweet. And it was just, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. It's just a nice little enjoyable film anyway, you know, and she hasn't studied film and, or I mean, anything. it sounds like you're saying, I love dogs when you say it. So it's like, that's exactly. even sweeter. When exactly. I, you I, never I, that, I, I was like, oh, oh same. <laughs> so, yeah. Although it's like really funny because like, really? The whole, you know, um, getting rid of dog situation, that would never happen. It would be cats, if anything. <laughs> no one, No one hates dogs that much. <laughs> Everyone hates cats. <laughs> <laughs> Poor cats. <laughs> Watch it at some point, even if you don't go to the cinema to see it. Yeah. Watch it at some stage, because it's a nice yeah, little Yeah, I think film. everyone could appreciate the animation, at least, because mm. it is really well done. The latest bit of gaming news on everyone's mind at the moment, only announced only a couple of days ago, I think it was Thursday, is Spyro. The first three original Spyro games are getting a remaster, which is amazing. Can you just like quickly explain what it is for me, because I'm an idiot and I don't know what well, you're talking about? I think I might, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure you must have played at least one in yeah. your time. But Spyro is essentially a little purple dragon, and he's a good little fairy. I think sidekick. I know. I think I, I think yeah. I know vaguely. I don't think I've played it, but I think I know what dragon the, you're talking about. The first one, oh, the bad guy in it. Oh, I think it's Nasty Nork or something, mm. and he's imprisoned all the dragons, and Spyro needs to save them. <laughs> and it's just so classic. And it's just so amazing. So, I mean, obviously this must be coming off the fairly recent, about a year ago, success of the remastered 
Crash Bandicoot trilogy, which was released on PS4 and I think Xbox, and was amazing as well. It was absolutely brilliant. So I think every fan, and even if you're not a fan, is just rejoicing at the moment. They released a little trailer and it looks absolutely amazing. I keep saying amazing, but it is, it is. Amazing is <laughs> He's the just only so excited word. about it. You, just, you should see his face. It. He's just like lighting up. <laughs> it's just, let's use a different adjective. Fantastic. We need like a thesaurus because I keep using I the word good and amazing and cool. And that's about as far as my vocabulary goes. So I think we should shake it up a little bit. I think we should. Should we go with spectacular? It's, it is spectacular. Yes, okay. It might be a bit much, but... It's no, it's not. Not it's for not. this news. Not for this news, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, in fact, some might argue it's not enough. <laughs> Damn straight. So it's being it's being remastered by Skylanders, a Skylanders developer. I mean, I never played Skylanders. It's never really my thing. But Crash Bandicoot remastered was developed by a different Skylanders studio, Vicarious Visions, and that worked out really, really well. So I think, I think it's in a safe pair of hands. And I mean, I watched a small interview. It seems to be very much a project of love for them. They seem to be respecting the source material very, very much. So I think it is in a safe pair of hands. I think it'll be really good. And oh, they mentioned they're trying to work with as many of the original cast members as possible, including the original voice of Spyro the Dragon in the second and third original films games even <laughs> although they bloody well should be a film <laughs> tom kenny who is like the fan favorite voice of spyro so that's going to be fucking amazing and i think i think the only thing that comes to mind to end on is that meme avengers infinity war is the most ambitious crossover no it's bloody not <laughs> i love that meme <laughs> it's just fucking fantastic i don't know if anyone remembers because i mean there's Seeing as this is coming off the success of Crash Bandicoot, I mean, surely it is. I mean, considering the day Crash Bandicoot Remastered came out, everyone was like, yeah, now let's have Spyro. Rightly so. I don't know if anyone remembers. the. Uh, I think it was Game Boy games or DS. I think it was Game Boy. Mm -hmm. the, um, there was like a crossover event between Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Mm -hmm. So there's always been a bit of a, a link. It was Crash Purple and Spyro Orange. And they were kind of crap, but they were amazing at the same time. So I think to have these two classic characters and classic classic games remastered within about a year of each other, it's just it's just great. So I'm very excited for it, and I think you should be too. So yesterday I went to see um, Love, Simon, which Will hasn't seen yet, um, but I really liked it. It's a, it's a film about um, a gay teenager. He's um, corresponding with like the only, um, well he's not the only, but he's corresponding with this other gay kid at school um, who's anonymous and he's been posting online, you know, um, about how he's, you know, struggling with his sexuality and stuff like that, um, and struggling with the secret. Um, and someone blackmails him with the emails they find, um, and he ends up having to kind of mess with his friends' lives a little bit um, to try and keep the emails from leaking. Um, this is also a book as well. Um, I didn't know that until I bought into a bookshop the other day <laughs> and saw the books there. But um, yeah, it's actually directed by someone because um, you know you wanted to see it because the guy from the from the Flash is in it. Yeah, you know? what so the director is but... involved with the Flash. He's oh, um, Greg Greg Belenti, I want yeah, to say. Yeah. So he's like, is he a producer or something or a showrunner? Or... I think he's, he's definitely a producer. I think he might be showrunner. Yeah, I think he might be. So he's directed the film. Um, so it makes sense the link there, but. 
Um, yeah, I really like this film. I, I did cry. <laughs> Obviously, it's quite personal to me, but um, there's actually this, the cinema I go to um, is always really, really quiet. And this was actually the busiest screening I'd seen in a while. And there was just like this one guy sitting a few seats away from me. He was like middle aged on his own. And I was like, I bet he's the kind of person who really needed this when he was a teenager. Um, and it was just really sad. Like you could hear, you could tell who were the gay kids in the audience because <laughs> they were just sobbing. And it was really good. So I saw um, this movie is obviously really, really important. Um, and everyone's really excited because it's, you know, so mainstream. It's just like, it's a studio film. But I saw a post the other day saying about how, um, oh, it's not that really that um, amazing as everyone thinks because, you know, there's been queer movies before this. Um, it's like, yeah, but this is like the first mainstream one that's getting all this attention. Like, if you look at, like, new queer cinema, that's not for everyone. That's specifically for... It's very niche. Yeah, it's very niche. It's for gay people. Like, it's made for them specifically. Um, this is like a mainstream rom-com, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean... Um, like nuclear cinema is a way of kind of rebelling against mainstream cinema in a way and so I think this is really important because it's for everyone as well um, and it helps bridge the gap a little bit um, I've seen a lot of stories online about people taking the parents of them and I kind of it's actually helped them a little bit and I think that's really sweet and it's really really great um, yeah but it's, it does also apply universally as well I think that's really great also, I really like the actors in it. Um, I think his name is Nick Robinson. I want to say he was in Jurassic World. He was he played the one of the, the older brother in Jurassic World. Um, but yeah, this is like probably his last teenage role, I think, because he's like twenty two now. And he but he he saw this role and was like, yeah, this is this is cool. Um, the guy who's in the Flash actually he came out during this movie. He came out as bisexual, oh, um, I think, and okay. so I think, I think cool. it's really it's really like awesome. I love it, um, and it is a good movie as well. Anyway, like it's well done. You know what made me laugh was there's two people from Thirteen Reasons Why in it, and I just were they every better in this? They they were good in it. Like it's not their fault that Thirteen Reasons Why is terrible. That's for another podcast though. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, I just see they're they're good in this. But I was just like reminded of the pain of watching. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it ends really nice, and it's just nice to have a happy love story between two guys. It doesn't end in death or anything or AIDS, and it's like, I mean, maybe they'll make a sequel, and that's how that'll go. Um, but yeah, um, and yeah, now I just need like a lesbian boat. Wow. One step at a time, Claire. Yeah, oh, that's too much. That is too much. There'd be too much representation, Will. Damn God. Gotta. Can't be spoiling these innocent minds. Yeah, I really wanted to go on my own because I knew I was going to just like start crying, but I knew my sister was going to kill me if I didn't take her with me. So that happened. And she was just like looking at me like while I was crying. I'm just like, don't look at me. <laughs> it was so unfair. I was like, don't even. But yeah, I think everyone should go see this movie. I think it's really important um, that it does well. Because, you know, the more money it makes, the more stuff we'll get like this. I want it. I want all the stuff. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think I'm just going to see it. It's really good. Literally about two minutes ago, got back from the new refurbished Sutton Empire, having seen A Quiet Place. And I think before we start reviewing the film, we just need to do a really quick... Review of the cinema. It was so... It's so nice. I've been there before. It's my second time Yeah, around. you've been there once it's before. So nice. But this was my first time and um, since it's been done up. And oh my God, it's such a difference. Because before, like, 
the, half the seats weren't even in order. Half the seats were covered up because they weren't even, you couldn't even go on the, in the screens. Um, and now it's like, oh my god, it was like, it's like the Queer Eye guys went in there and just redid it. <laughs> and just like and the, changed the everything. sofas and recliners. Yeah, there. there's sofas in there. and they're oh, so comfortable. So comfortable. And like, they're not even like, because you know, sometimes you see on sofas and watch movies, you can kind of like, you get all, you know, cramped up and stuff, but it's like, it was so nice. It was just like the perfect kind of sofa. Sit back and relax. Yep, and they have cup holders on the sofas as well. So, you're, no need to worry about your drinks. Exactly. And when someone sits next to you, because there's the, um, there's the so armrest, much, there's so, there's much, so much, much room. There is so much leg room as well. Just I was brilliant. just stretching out. I was just like, yeah, I have to get a chill. I mean, there's, um, as you go in, there's a wall on the on the right, the wall. It was gorgeous. It's just got millions it had, of it had like, classic film oh, posters. And they had my favourite movie on there as well, Amelie. I was just like, yes, they even put that on there. It's almost like an independent cinema, like you'd yeah. expect in London. Yeah, and it's just it's really so nice. lovely. Even the toilets are really nice. <laughs> I was like, I went yeah, in there, it was like futuristic. There, they have like all High school musical taps. player. So yeah, that's my review of the cinema bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Go check it out. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's really, so really good. nice. Also, I think the, um, I really hope this isn't just a promotion to like entice you, but even if it is, it, it's working. Mm. If you... Um, I'm pretty sure it's a permanent thing. I really hope it is permanent. You get free hours, free parking. If you get your ticket validated, if you park in the uh, multi-story car park, mm. it's just the cherry on the cake. I know, right? Because I don't think it was like that before, but now they must have changed it. Um, I guess now they're probably getting a lot of business that's been all done up again. Yeah. Um, so they're probably just like, oh yeah, let's just throw that in there. <laughs> so, yeah. so definitely, definitely go. Yeah. So on to the Quiet Place review. Now me and Chloe have slightly diff differing opinions yeah. in this. We haven't talked too much about it yet because we wanted to get some juicy it. stuff on this <laughs> on the on the podcast. So, um, yeah, I really really liked it. You weren't sold on it. I wasn't a hundred percent sold. I thought it was it was w really well made mm, for sure. It had really good qualities to it, but I think it seemed a bit stupid. <laughs> like nothing really happened. Like if we're talking solely on story and plot, mm. plot nothing happened and half the things that happened were really like just devices to move the plot on they were really coincidental mm. and then the ending and it, like the, the solution to the alien problem is like surely if there's aliens attacking america or wherever the world <laughs> surely this solution would have been thought of before i don't know i mean people are stupid i know people are stupid but it's just <laughs> It's the most simple solution to the problem that it, you think some sort of scientist somewhere would have figured it out <laughs> rather than a girl with a hearing aid. It, Don't spoil it. <laughs> well, it's not spoiling it, but it's just a bit weird. I mean, obviously, the fact that it's called A Quiet Place, it has sound in its name, it would have been a bit disappointing if we walked out of there and like, oh, the sound design was really crap. But it wasn't. It was really good. Okay, so like at the beginning, right? So, you know, the, one of the girls in it is... Um, a deaf character yeah. and when the camera was on her I did, it didn't quite click with me at first but when it was on her brother you could hear sort of like ambient noise like yeah, and, and then noise. when it was on her it was completely silent I was like is this like an audio problem or something but then I really I kind of realized oh it's because she's deaf and you're hearing what she's hearing which is nothing so I was like oh that's clever um I thought that was really good so like yeah even like this the foley effects are really good and stuff because I guess you're paying more attention to that when there's no talking really in it so yeah. that was good but I, I also would counter that with saying I don't think they made a whole use of 
her as a deaf character and not being mm. able to. You no, know, like there was one scene where, in, you know, without spoiling it, an mm. alien creeped up behind her, mm. and it was over in like five seconds. And they could have just done that better or built it up more, in my opinion, because mm. there wasn't really any need for her to be. Again, it was like there was no need for her to be a deaf character mm. apart from she held the solution. Yeah, but I think it makes more sense in that they com- they know how to communicate with each other with the sign language. Exactly, so convenient. So it's really convenient that she is deaf. Convenient. So that's probably how they learned to survive because she... Well, yeah. So that's probably their advantage, that they already knew how to do that. There is at one point where you sort of know where it's going, but I kind of like that because I was like, oh, now I'm waiting for it to happen. I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> um, but I thought Emily Blunt was really good. She I had, thought she all had the had a, Yeah, they were all really, really, even the kids were really good. Yeah, the, um... <clears throat> I don't know his name, but the li- the little boy in it. Not the yeah. little boy at the beginning, yeah. but the other one, the yeah. little brother, was particularly good, I yeah. think. He was he was what I would be like in this situation, <laughs> just constantly scared. Yeah, oh, you would be, you'd be yeah. like, you'd be dead in the first ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, like th- there, was a, there was a moment <laughs> in it when the dad was taking him out for mm. his, like, his first, I don't know, recon, whatever, mm. his first scavenge. Mm. And um, it's like, oh, there's no need to be scared, son. Uh, yeah, there is, Dad. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, that would be me. It's like, there is. There's fucking aliens everywhere. Yeah. There is a new reason to be scared. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I thought the I thought the sound design was really good. It mm. built the tension particularly well in some scenes. Again, I think it could have been made better because, as you said, you kind of knew where it was going a lot of the time. Mm. I thought the acting was really, really good. Yeah, I like that they um kind of established the stakes at the begin- right at the beginning of the movie, like yeah. in the first scene, you kind of go, oh shit, that's what's going down here. <laughs> um, it's like, you, you sort of know that there is a real danger and threat there. Um, they don't hold back, really, so it's like, I like that. Um, this definitely could have been a Cloverfield movie. I'm pretty sure it must have been started out that way. It, I think <laughs> it I saw it. Yeah, so it, would, it really would have done... But I like that it's on its own now. Um, I... I've only heard the new Cloverfield is really bad. I've only seen the second one, but that one was really good. So I like those kind of, I guess, restricted movies where they they kind of try, like, that kind of gimmick of, you know, oh, there's no, like, talking in this, really. Yeah. Um, and they try something new like that, or, like, in the second Cloverfield, it's all in one place or something like that. I think it really, like, makes writers think more outside the box in terms of horror. I think, that's, I think more people are kind of catching yeah. on to that and it's really become an interesting thing. I think that's definitely what um, horror needs and certain, in, in some respects um, other genres of cinema needs shaking yeah. up a little bit. Needs, But horror in particular no one takes it seriously and yeah. I think people are starting to, especially after um, Get Out as well. Gimmicks. Yeah. So we need like, I think it's like starting to become a bit more fresh again. Um, we have some really great movies and I mean already at the moment we've got A Quiet Place and Ghost Stories out. So, I mean, at the same time, we've got two really good horror movies out at the same time. And it's like, people are maybe going to pay attention to it now. I hope so. Yeah, same. I think I think it's kind of getting more attention now Deserves than it was. More attention. Yeah. Um, I would recommend you see it. Because mm. it, it's a good film. I think film. in it's terms enjoyable. of like, um, writing a movie, this would be a really good one to watch. Because yeah. it's like... Definitely. Like I said, it's restricted, and I think stuff like that can make you a better writer. And just paying attention to how they structured the film and how they made it is really interesting. I mean, the screenplay must have been—I think it was about sixty-seven pages long. Because isn't that so? Like, it must have been really interesting to like go from script to actually making it, um, and directing it as well. Because I know John Krasinski 
it gave him a writing credit on there, but I know he originally didn't. I don't. I think it was originally written by someone else, and then they must have like worked on it to become this movie, um, and he directed it as well. So, and was in it. So it must have been like his sort of vision. His baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I really am excited to see if he does any other stuff now. I hope so. Because um, he's clearly talented. Yeah, <laughs> he was. This. It was an interesting film. Yeah. It was well made. And I actually like that. Um, he was. He had Emily Blunt in as well. Because obviously they're married in real life, and I think you kind of tell like they're really. They're really sweet on screen together. <laughs> and I think that kind of helped as well. They have that kind of chemistry already there. So I was like, oh, sweet. Again, I, I would almost... I would agree. There was definitely the chemistry between them because there is chemistry between them yeah. in real life. But I would... I didn't really feel much for the characters. Mm. Apart from um, the dad, I kind of felt for him at one... I'm not going to spoil it for mm. a one bit. It's particularly sad. Mm. But... It's just kind of like half the problems they bring along themselves. <laughs> it's like, it, it's not spoiling it because it's in the trailer, but why have a baby? That's <laughs> going to be loud, isn't it? I, I didn't mean, actually see that in the trailer. I didn't notice she was pregnant. Oh, she would. Um, but I was like. Bathtub, wasn't yeah, oh, yeah, that bit was in there, but um, I didn't realise she was supposed to be pregnant. Um, so, yeah, it's I hope just, people already Because <laughs> I was like, well, oh my god, what? But then really it away. kind of brought a whole new thing to the film when I realised because I was like. It is, you know, established early on that she's pregnant, so it's fine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was like, oh, crap, that's going to... First of all, you have to have the baby. <laughs> First of all, you have parents. to have it, <laughs> and that's going to be painful. Then you have to, like, look after the baby, which is, like, known for screaming. Yeah. <laughs> but I like how they... I like seeing the characters deal with that problem. Like, you know what I love in post-apocalyptic movies when they have, like, someone's definitely pregnant, you know, like in The Walking Dead, and it's like... Why would you? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> like I know it was definitely an accident, but like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. They seem like they did it on purpose. They seem just dumb. Mm. But yeah, no, it's not really like it's not explained. If it was like, I'm pretty sure it was an accident. It must have been. Who would bring a baby into an alien-infested world? <laughs> <laughs> These two, because <laughs> they are smart characters. Like they have. They're very well prepared. Yeah. No. I mean, there's a reason they survived that long. Yeah. You know. Um. Even yeah, the kids are quite smart, and they're yeah. well prepared. So, yeah, that's good. I thought, I liked it. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't... I don't think I'd see it again in a hurry. <laughs> but I would recommend it. Mm. I think it's certainly an interesting film. As you said, if you're kind of studying film, or you just kind of want an entertaining night out, but you don't really want to be scared too much... Because it didn't scare me, and I guess you did really jump easily. a few times, but, can't but that's just because they're jump I think scared, it is, I think they were quite good jump scares, though. Like they didn't use they did surprisingly they didn't overuse it, which I thought would be really easy in this movie to do. Yeah, they just kind of um, use like tension. They built up the tension really well without using jump scares too much, um, which I thought was good. Yeah, it was a good film. It was it was interesting. So yeah, definitely go see it. Next, I wanted to actually talk about um, a theatre show, a musical, in fact called The Grinning Man, which is on in London at the moment. Um, me and Will have both been to see this before. Um, we went to see it uh, quite a few months ago now. It must have been February we went to see it, and then I went to see it another two times. I'm going again on closing night, which is the 5th of May. Um, but I just thought we should talk about it, because no one really knows about it. And that's sad, because it's an amazing show. So, Will, give me your opinions. <laughs> um, well, I only went to, as you said, I only went to see it once. Mm. But I really enjoyed it. I thought um, it was just kind of up my street, kind of black comedy. 
yeah. and a musical. I was actually surprised by how funny it was because it's um, based on a book by Victor Hugo called The Man Who Laughs, which mm. is, and there was also a movie about it before. Yeah, and, yeah and it's what was what the joke was based on. It's really interesting. I tried reading the book, but Victor Hugo rambles so much that I was because sometimes he says something, and it's like I feel it, I feel it in my soul. And then he'll just ramble on for like 10 pages about nothing. And it's like, I just got so mad. So yeah, I think the show it managed to condense it quite well. <laughs> um, and also the music is amazing. Yeah, it's very moving, yeah. I'd say. It's very emotional. It's yeah. very, I mean, the whole thing is like emotional from start to finish. Yeah. It's quite dark and... Yeah, it's about um, a guy who, when he was younger, he lost his mom, and he um, was disfigured. He had a small like coughed on his face like the joker um by someone he just wants to find out who who did it and you know get his revenge um and he's in love with uh this girl who's like blind and she's trying to help him find out about his past and it's really really sad and it's like but then the ending is really nice as well um so it's like both um really depressing and really uplifting at the same time they actually mentioned that at the beginning of the play as well they're like you, you'll find it really gruesome and also like really happy and it's like okay then um who was your favorite character i liked oh, i can't remember his name it was so long ago the clown the jester guy yeah everyone likes the clown he's very funny he's and so he, he's always horrible. yeah and there's this bit where, like, you remember in the first song where he's, like, holding the note. Every time I go, I swear he holds yeah. it even longer. <laughs> it's amazing. He's very funny. Um, and my other favourite is um, the character called David. He's, like, the lord or something. Oh, yeah, the, um, the really camp guy. He's so funny because he, he looks exactly like Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did and he just makes me laugh so much because, like, I think if Dennis were, like, alive during that time... That's exactly what he would be like. <laughs> so it's like even the character. But I feel like that guy was born to play this character. He was so he's so sassy. Every time he's just like on point. <laughs> so good. And the set design as well is really good. Um apparently it's the same guy who did the set design for Battle of Hell, which yeah, have you is. seen that? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's good. Yeah. Um apparently in that show there's like a second level on the stage and you can't really see it, but they have someone with the camera up there uh-huh. and they show it on the screen or something. My sister's seen it. She's gonna go see it again. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good, and the way they like it's quite an interactive show as well. Um, yeah, they come they, up, yeah, step into, into the, the audience, audience. <laughs> they like literally step on people at one point, I'm sure. But it's really good, and also the lead actor in it, um, I think his name's Louis Meskel. I'm not sure if it's Louis or Lewis. This is one of those things that plagues my life is the fact that I never know which way around it is with the spelling, but <laughs> he is so good, and he's like his voice is like so unique. And he also just, the way he moves, I swear at one point he's like doing, you know, the Matrix, you know that bit in the Matrix where he's like, this bullet's <laughs> flying and he like leans, like he just leans back and like, it's like how you can do, how is that possible? How is that physically possible? It ties possible? into the, um, the puppetry in the show, doesn't it? So yeah. he's almost like a living puppet. Yeah, same puppetry as, um, War like Horse. in Warhorse, the same people who did that. Um, and it's I really, really good. Yeah, I so just good. remember it being absolutely spectacular. Yeah. And, um. Especially Mojo, which is like a wolf in there. Yeah, it's and like a two-person wolf. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and last time I went, it was the f- the front part of Mojo was uh, an understudy, and he was like doing really great. And I just really was cheer on. He was doing great. Um, and yeah, they just every time you go, it feels special for some reason. There's always something slightly different, or like you notice. Um, and I actually mentioned because when we went to see. 
the woman who played Daya, who's the blind woman in it, um, all the times I'd see it was the understudy, and then the last time it was the actual um, original cast woman playing it. So that was interesting. She was so good, but I kind of felt attached to the understudy at that point. I was like, I've seen her so many times that <laughs> I kind of love her now. So yeah, definitely go see it. It's very before it closes because it's when like does it close? Fifth of May. So I'm going to the very last performance, and I'm really. I hope they do something special for it. Well, hopefully it'll be on again. Yeah, I really want to see the main guy do Sweeney Todd or something. I think that'd be amazing. I just want to like follow what he does now to see like what other shows he's in because he's really really good. Um, and apparently the clown was in Doctor Who. <laughs> was Fun he? Fact. Yeah, apparently oh. he was like the Lord of the Daleks or something. <gasps> What's his name? I can't remember his name. You would know. Emperor Daleks. Possibly. I, I. It might have been. But my sister was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's like the leader of the Daleks or something. I was like, There's really? been so many leaders. Yeah. Daphros? Possibly. That's the one I was trying to think of, but I couldn't... I'm not sure. I'm it could have been. Yeah, possibly. Piecing the two together. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, that's pretty yeah. That's pretty cool. Fun fact. Yeah, there you go. Um, we also went to see Avenue Q recently. That was good. Just a little mention. It was uh, so fun. my life on the stage. <laughs> Apparently they were like an amateur group doing it and I'm like he wouldn't even know because they were so good and it was a really small theatre as well it was I was surprised because I thought it was really really famous yeah but I suppose they've done so many shows now yeah just gotta do wherever they wherever's left <laughs> yeah but it was a really really good show it was very um relatable and <laughs> yeah. funny oh man and smart my sister just loves to sing if you were gay at me all the time <laughs> And one time she sang it to me and I kind of accidentally managed to recreate the scene without knowing it. I was reading a book and she was like, was like, go away and try to read. And apparently that turned out to be like an actual part of the song. And I was, I didn't even, I hadn't even seen it at this point. So she was just like crying because she thought it was so funny. Um, yeah. So that's all I have to say about Grinning Man, I think. Yeah, that's Hopefully it. it will be back on. It, so if you don't get a chance be. to see it, see it when it's back on, if yeah. it is. Yeah. But this, uh, some of the tickets are like £25, like between Monday and Thursday. If you're under 25 you can get tickets for £25. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. We've decided to do this like every other week now, haven't we? Yeah, We're not it's doing a bit it more uh, realistic than every week. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm also going to attempt to start a YouTube channel, so if I do, I'll update Watch space. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next time, mm. is there anything good coming out that we could probably review? Rampage? Yes, definitely. I'm so excited about that. That's going to be amazing. It's like, it looks like King Kong, but with like... Dwayne Johnson, which is like everything I could possibly want. <laughs> Double trouble. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be. Good. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's probably gonna be like average, but I was just like Dwayne Johnson all the way, so I don't even care. Of course. So yeah, we'll let you know if we see that. Yeah. I actually have a game we'll I could sort of Ooh. really random one that came out in like 2015. I only found it because the band I like at the moment is like they did the soundtrack for it. And they're like a steampunk band and they're really random. So it's just like this random Swedish game. It's <laughs> just like, I don't know, but I just thought it could be fun. It's like a strategy thing. So I could play a bit more of that. I, I wasn't going to talk about it this week because I haven't played enough of it yet. But well, that could you be. heard it here yeah. first, folks. We have that to look forward to. <laughs> you have a reason to keep living. <laughs> yes. So do we, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.